0: Welcome, welcome, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, Rob Zakari. Yes, this is the Rob Zakari Show. It is March 3rd, and I'm still sick. I, I I sound a little better, though. You got to admit, I sound a little better. Right? But I'm still mildly dying. Not 100%. I thought I had a Zika. All right? I I thought I had a Zika. I thought I had um I don't know, maybe I, I ate something bad at Chipotle and they had some remnants left of their uh you know, their tainted food. I don't know. But I'm feeling a little better. And we're gonna forge through the night. It's amazing because out here on the west coast, um it's already about, what 11, 8 to nine about almost it's almost eleven o'clock, okay, on the East Coast or in Washington. And do you realize? I, I kid you not. Do you realize that if you go to CNN's website, there is still absolutely zero mention that Susan Rice was the unmasker, that's astonishing to me. It it really is. It's astonishing to me that CNN still does not have the story. Now, here's what I figure. When uh, Mike Cervanich, and I know I'm saying his name wrong, when Cervanich put this story out over the weekend that Susan Rice was the unmasker. She's the one that unmasked the names. She's basically the unmasker, she's the leaker. or at least she's the she's the mothership, if you will, everything that's been going on. When Trump says, my wires have been tapped. Tap my wires, whatever the hell that means. Surveillance. When the New York Times puts stories out that says wiretapping. When Fargus goes on MSNBC and goes, our goal was to preserve all the information. And we wanted to disseminate it out to as many people as we can. Because once the Trump people came in, they would bury it. So we now know that Susan Rice, and we said this uh, before it was official. I mean, we didn't say Susan Rice, but we said it was either Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, Brennan, For somebody to unmask and basically start the ball rolling had to be somebody high up. Now, of course, Obama didn't know. Of course, Obama didn't know. He's the only president that doesn't know anything. Any scandal, because remember, according to the media, Obama's the first president that's never had a scandal. I mean, from Benghazi to IRS, Fast and Furious, these don't count as scandals. Scandals are only war, weapons of mass destruction, and fellatio. And because there's no weapons of mass destruction or fellatio going on in the Oval Office, there's not a scandal and uh, let me rewind a minute and Democrats to be quoting Dick Cheney about I know there's there's Russian collusion, I know the Russians, they hacked. to I know, that's an act of war this is the same guy, remember that talked about weapons of mass destruction And Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction. This is the same guy that the media and the left called Darth Vader. This is the same guy that the media and the left said ran the White House and got us into war on a lie. And now they're the ones that are quoting Cheney and going, hey, he even said the Russians were colluding with Trump. He even said the Russians hacked the election. Look, she... Wait a minute, guys. This is the same guy that you guys all said was a lying scumbag. Same goes for Bush. For all these outlets to be quoting Jr. Oh, Bush said the the Trump presidency is crazier. The inauguration is crazy. Whoa, look at this. Now, all of a sudden, the media and the left want to embrace Jr., It's astonishing to me. It, it is. It's just astonishing to me. I don't think. Well, I, I don't think in my lifetime we will ever be in a situation where we are where we are with the media and with with, with the the government as a whole. I, I don't think ever, 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 ever. So what I figure. Right now, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, they're all trying to figure out how to spin the Susan Rice information. They're trying to figure out how do we, how do we get out of this. Because remember, we talked about this last week. With the Democrats, with the media, what they've done is, in essence, created a a bad sitcom, and it's the sitcom built on a lie. It's the Three's Company episode, where in the first five minutes, Jack Tripper tells a little white lie, and that little white lie affects two, three, four, five, six, seven people, eight people, a little white lie trying to prove his point uh, or dominance about something turns into affecting lives. A- and, and it becomes not a, a necessarily a game, but he turns into some serious, serious drama. And the Democrats never intended for this to happen. They, they, they never intended this much drama, this much heat. They didn't intend. Here's what happened, and let me explain to you. And I've, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Those of you who are avid listeners... Then you email me and you're like, you already talked about this. I'm going to keep talking about it. Okay? Get yourself a beer or something. (laughs) The Democrats did this, Russian hacking, Russian collusion. They did this to explain away why Hillary Clinton lost, and to delegitimize Trump. It was a payback. It was a tit-for-tat. You gave birther, we'll give Russians. Stopping and letting it just go, they kept it going because their base. And I'm not talking about new voters. I'm talking about Old school voters, the, the old school Whoopi Goldbergs, the old school Joy Behar's, Bill Mars, Michael Moore's, the old schoolers, Tina Fey. It got them so excited and so rabid that they were, A, throwing out money that they hadn't thrown out before. Since Obama in '08, all of their TV shows have gotten this rejuvenation. See, you got to remember something. Democrats haven't been on the offense as far as entertainment in over eight years. They haven't been on offense in over eight years they haven't been able to attack Republicans in over eight years. This is, this is a revitalization. I mean, you got shows like Stephen Colbert that were on life support. Remember, before the election, I predicted Colbert would be done this is a guy that was finishing a distant third. This is a guy who was a joke. Trevor Noah, same thing. People were saying, wow, you go from Comedy Central and and, and, and John Stewart and the millennial, uh, you know, groundbreaking, blah, 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 to Trevor Noah. Worse ratings, abysmal Same thing with Saturday Night Live. All of these programs. Seth Myers. Before Trump, nobody gave a crap about Seth Myers. Seth Myers was the fake news guy doing a talk show, trying to be serious. They haven't been in this position in over eight years. The last time was Bush. Last time was W. I mean, that's how Rachel Maddow was born. Oberman was born. Keith Oberman's entire show was attacking W. Attacking Republicans. Attacking The power structure. New York Times, Washington Post. Revitalization. But it's not new business. It's the old hippie, dippy Democrats. Bernie Sanders is nothing new. The guy's almost 80 years old. He's been in the Senate for 20-some-odd years. He's been in public life. He's, he's, he's been part of the system for like 50 years. Some ridiculous. The guy hasn't had a real paycheck, like a private sector paycheck, in like 50 years. And everybody's acting like he's this, this new thing. Oh, Bernie Sanders, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This guy's old ass just dirt. He's been around for years and he's done nothing. He's done nothing. Before he ran for president, he was in the Senate. I mean he's still in the Senate, but he was in the Senate doing nothing. We do gave a crap about Bernie Sanders. What the hell did Bernie Sanders do? So right now, I figure CNN's trying to figure out how do they spin this? How do they spin this? How do they make it not, you know, blemish Obama? How do they make sure this doesn't reach Obama? How do they make sure, and remember we talked, I don't know, a week and a half ago, when Brian Williams said, and this was their first attempt. But it was it's an asinine attempt. Well, you know, if, the, if these Trump people were, were... This is what Brian Williams said, and I'm, of course, paraphrasing and, and, and you know, not being exact of what he said. But uh, generally speaking, what he said was, if the Trump people were picked up in surveillance being done by you know, bad actors or, 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 you know, diplomat, whatever, involving Russia. The question would be, why are they talking to them? So that's what the left tried to spin two months ago. But, it, but it's asinine. Because Russia, listen, if I sell cars, I don't have a car business, but let's just say I sold cars. And three Ivan Drago looking guys show up. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Swiss Vaughn. Okay, cool. cool, Awesome. We want to buy 10 of your cars. Okay, well, that car is 20 grand. Every car is 20,000. It's $200,000. And they open up a briefcase to give me $200,000 in cash. Okay, thank you. And I write the note. Everything's legal. They take the cars, I take the $200,000 of cash, I go to the Bank of America, I deposit it. That's all legal. Russia is not ISIS. Russia is not some terrorist group. It doesn't matter how many times you say, Vladimir Putin, he's a bully. He's evil. It doesn't matter. Okay? Okay. We have no travel ban with Russia. They're they're not a state sponsor of terrorism. We can do business with Russia. Russia can do business with us. That if you're on the phone with a Russian ambassador, or, or any Russian for that matter, that means you are doing something illegal, is effing ludicrous. It's effing ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And before Hillary Clinton lost, there was not what's not even an ounce of hostility toward Russia. I repeat, and I've said this time and time again, if Russia... Was such an evil, horrible, nasty, uh, you know, uh, uh, despicable place? Why did we have the Olympics there? Why did we have the Olympics? You guys remember we had the Olympics in Russia? You you remember two thousand and fourteen or two thousand and sixteen? My bad. Maybe I'm wrong. Hold on, let me get the date. <sighs> you guys are breaking my. I'm getting hit with everybody's holding papers up. Everybody's, everybody's like, no, it's this date, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing two different. Was people are like, Rob, it, it doesn't matter. We know the Olympics were in Russia. Years. 2014, thank you. I was right the first time. I said 2014. And then one of my people held up a sign that said 2016. And I should have just went with my first instinct, which is 2014. Okay? So, in 2014, the Olympics were in Russia. All right? They were in Russia. don't tell me between 2014 to 2016 the russian government vladimir putin everybody associated with russia became horrible evil monsters just you name it no no that that's wrong okay it's Wrong, wrong. This whole Russia is 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 the evil monster. Listen, it, it, it do, does Russia do things and are, are is the existence of you know a free pred? Is Russia the United States? Absolutely not. Do they do things that we would consider horrible? 100%. But so does Saudi Arabia, so does Pakistan, so does the United Arab Emirates. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Okay? The list goes on and on and on. The point is, Russia is not our enemy. Plain and simple. So having a conversation with Russian diplomats or Russian investors, it's not against the law. And when Sean Spicer made that joke last week, instead of Russian salad dressing on his salad, they will consider that collusion. And that's, you know, people made fun of that joke and CNN even did a fact check on that joke. Oh, well, uh, Russia and uh, uh, the Russian uh, cell dressing, those are two. I mean, CNN actually did a fact check on that. And that wasn't the point. The point was any connection whatsoever that Russia has to the United States. Trump as president is going to be called collusion. Uh, it, it's, it's really breathtaking. It really is. It's, it's breathtaking. So I figure CNN is trying to figure out, along with, you know, the rest of them, how to spin the Susan Rice story. How do they get out of this? Sources tell Fox News that Susan Rice, former National Security Advisor under the President uh, Barack Hussein Obama, requested to unmask the names of Trump transition officials caught up in surveillance. Now, there's no reason to do that. There's no reason to do that unless you want to harm people politically. Like I said, like I said. Having conversations with Russians It's not illegal They're not ISIS But if you create an environment Like we're back in the 80s And it's Rocky Four If I can get along and we can get along and we can all get along If you create that environment Then the minute somebody hears you say Yeah so and so was talking to the Russians <gasps> oh, oh no but it's not a league. they're not ISIS. I mean, I, I, I heard reports over the weekend. Oh, this Russian mobster bought apartments in the Trump Towers. Uh, oh, let's just go, let's, let's pretend that that's, that's true. In the sense of Russian mobsters. Where's it Illegal. For someone from Russia to buy an apartment. I mean, it makes no sense. And again, in 2014, we had the Olympics in Russia. We didn't boycott. Listen, if Russia is a bad actor, why didn't we boycott the Olympics? I know it sounds, you know, so superficial, That's what you do when you consider another country a horrible, horrible place. A a disgusting, just vile place. Or we're in a fight with them because they're bad, bad people. You don't broadcast the 2014 Olympics. From a bad pad place. because about having the Olympics. In parts of Syria. That are held by ISIS. But that's how everybody. Well I shouldn't say everybody. That's how people on the left. Are trying to put out there. That Russia is. That's how the media is trying to frame this. Debate about Russia. That they're ISIS. That, that they knocked down the World Trade Center. That every time we have a terrorist attack, there by Russian nationals. As Russia just got hit today. Then you got people like David Frum saying, if Hillary Clinton was president, she would be going after Russia for their medal. What would she be doing? Like, what would she be doing? Remember, she gave them a plastic button reset but put that aside what would she be doing what what would she be doing D- sending bombs to Russia uh, like like it, it, it's, it's it, it, I can't fathom the statement by David Frum this jerk off what would she be doing like what are we supposed to be doing to Russia right now that's what I'd like to know. Should be sanctioning them. San- sanctioning them. What What do you mean sanctioning them? Hasn't North Korea had sanctions against them for the last 8, 10 years? And every other day they're like, hey, we're, we're, we got a nuclear bomb. Watch this. They blow something up in the water. Oh, that's well, sanctioning against them. San Iran. We sanction Iran, doesn't work. We give them billions of dollars. Still doesn't work. They're still fighting proxy wars all over the Middle East. <coughs> I mean this is just a big scam. It's, a, it's just a big media scam. That's all it is. I continue. The unmasked names of people associated with Trump were sent to all of those at the National Security Council. Some of the Defense Department, then Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, and then CIA Director John Brennan. Essentially, the officials at the top, including former Vice Deputy Ben Rhodes. I mean, this is a big story, and CNN's ignoring it. The New York Times is ignoring it. Why? Because they're trying to figure out how do you spin this. The names are part of incidental electronic surveillance of a candidate and President-elect Trump and people close to him, including family members, for up to a year before he took office. Jesus Christ. Do do, do you just, I mean, let me read that back to you. Just listen. The names were part of incidental electronic surveillance of candidate and president-elect Trump and people close to him, including family members, for up to a year before he took office. Amazing. It's astonishing. It's it's, it's breathtaking. And CNN is nowhere. They're nowhere as far as this story goes. Nowhere. And again, repeat it is not illegal to have conversations with Russians. It's not illegal to do business with Russians. It's not. It's not illegal. Now, remember. Remember. And this is something that, of course, gets lost when you're talking about people doing business with Russia, surveillance, and the media. Because the media is trying to create this narrative, okay? They're trying to create this narrative that Russia's bad, they're, they're ISIS, if you associate with them, uh, you know, you're colluded. all of these things. But it's not illegal to do business with Russians and have Russian uh, business partners. Guys, let me just give you a list, okay? 1,000 American companies in Russia. Okay? Let me throw you a couple names and tell me if they're big, okay? Just, Just tell me if they're big. Just a couple names. KFC. I don't know. Are they big? Xerox. You tell me. Starbucks. Subway. Pepsi. Mary Kay. Krispy Kreme. Uh, Levi. I mean, it's called Levi Strauss Moscow. Kellogg, Apple, Avis, rent car Black and Decker, Burger King—all of these businesses are in Russia. Now, if somebody from Burger King is talking to somebody in Russia, okay, you have a representative talking to somebody. In Russia. All right. Hey yeah. We want to build a Burger King over there. Blah blah blah. That person from Burger King. They don't know. That the person they're talking to. Is a fifth generation. KGB agent. Whose grandfather. Goes all the way back to the Stalin days. They don't know. Now, our government, they would have that guy under surveillance if he was in the United States. And the fact that he would be talking to this American, this Burger King representative, would mean the Burger King representative would have their name hidden. Because they're not under surveillance. As far as the Burger King guy knows, he's trying to hook up Burger King in Russia. That's all. And whenever you hear the media talk about Trump hotels and the Russian oligarchs, does anybody talk about Krispy Kreme donuts like that? All of these businesses that I just named are all in Russia. And for them to get going in Russia... For them to get property in Russia, for them to be leasing buildings in Russia, aren't they going through the government if everything in Russia is controlled by Vladimir Putin? Doesn't that mean Krispy Kreme Donuts and the president of Krispy Kreme Donuts or whoever the person is that opens up stores, doesn't that mean that they're making deals with Vladimir Putin? You see how this works? It's effing ludicrous. It's absolutely effing ludicrous. You're not going to hear this on CNN. You're not going to hear this on MSNBC. You're not going to hear this on ABC. You're not going to hear this on CBS. So the low information voter is never going to hear this information. And unfortunately, guys, unfortunately, just like parachute. Pants were in style, and Wright said Fred were in style, and Millie Vanilli, and H2 Hummers. The more the media pushes a narrative, or pushes a product, or pushes a story, eventually the low information voter will get sucked in and they will believe what the media, what entertainment what that world is telling them. So you might get a hardcore Trumper on on the first saying, never, 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 never. Trump didn't do this. Trump didn't do that. That's ludicrous. That's crazy. But visit that person two months later after they've been subjected to Stephanopoulos and Anderson Cooper and the New York Times and Wolf Blitzer and Hack Tapper and Tina Fey, Saturday Night Live, and Colbert. Ask them two months later after they've been infected by BS every day what do they think about this? They'll say, oh, yeah, Trump was, he was with the right, he's a Russian agent. He was put in office by the Russians. You were, That's why Parachute Pants were famous, Right Said Fred, Breakdancing, the movie uh, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, Beat Street, Breakdown, all of these fads were because the media pushed, well, look at uh, 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 transgender. Until the media concocted this wacky notion of identifying as the opposite sex as being something legitimate and real it was known as it was known as being somebody that's a little off, a little doo doo. But the media made sure that it became a real thing. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the more the media pushes this, the more it's going to sink into low-information voters' heads that it's a real thing. And it's not. It's not. Let me tell you something. When I had a company, and I was selling uh, DVDs, and before that, I wish Russian oligarchs walked into my warehouse and said, I will take everything off your shelves because it's not illegal. I would have sold Russian oligarchs every piece of product I had in my building. We give you $10 of video. Okay, I got 100,000 DVD and VHS. I got 200. Okay, my friend. I wish. It's not illegal. What Susan Rice did was political. It was all about politics. Because the minute you say, oh, so-and-so was talking to the Russians. (gasps) Oh, my God. But as lo- And as long as the media pushes the narrative that somehow Russia is ISIS, then everybody, at least low information voters, go, oh my God. But that low information has no idea that Burger King is in Russia, and K- KFC is in Russia, and Apple is in Russia. We have hundreds of businesses in Russia. The low information, they forget, oh, yeah, we had the Olympics in Russia. They forget Russia's not an enemy. But when they hear Trump people had ties to Russia, (gasps) oh, my God. Well, what ties? What are you talking about? They had a conversation. What was the conversation? Well, we're not going to tell you. That secret. So you just leave it out there. You leave it out there so low information voters are walking around shaking their heads going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. People that watch Bill Maher, when Bill Maher goes, it's obvious that the Russians put Trump in office. What? What? I mean, wow. Really? article goes on to say the names were part of an incidental electronic surveillance of a candidate and the president elect Trump and people close to him including family members for up to a year before he took office so was not clear how Rice knew to ask for the names to be unmasked but the question was being posed by the sources late Monday what I know is this if the intelligence community professionals decide that there's some value national security foreign policy or otherwise in unmasking someone they will grant those requests Former Obama State Department spokesman and Fox News contributor Marie Harf told Fox News Martha McCollum, and we have seen no evidence, and there was no there was partisan political notice behind this, and we can't say that unless there's actual evidence to back that up. When the names of Americans are incidentally collected, they are supposed to be masked, meaning the names or names are redacted from the reports. Rather, it is international or domestic collection, unless it is an issue of national security, crime, or if their security is threatened in any way. There are loopholes and ways to unmask through back channels, but Americans are supposed to be protected from incidental collection. Again, you would only unmask to hurt somebody Politically, you would only unmask, you would only do what Susan Rice did to create a McCarthy-like situation. That's the only reason you would do what she did, to create a McCarthy-like situation. You're a commie. You're working with the commies. We're going to hold investigations to talk about you possibly being a commie. I mean, that's amazing. It, It really is, man. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now remember, Nunez torched. He was torched. He was torched for doing a press conference and saying, oh man, I, I saw some evidence that the Trump team was surveilled. He was torched. The media called him a liar. They called him a, you know, a, a Trump puppet. I mean, I I seen people, rather it was CNN or MSNBC, I, I seen them talk about Nunez as making this entire thing up because Trump told him to. And it was a way to distract people from the Russian investigation. Which, you notice how little news came out of these Senate hearings? Because at the end of the day, the news was no news. Talking about something, rather it was the Russians, rather it was the Chinese... Rather, it was fat kids in a basement in Wichita, Kansas. Somebody creating fake websites and creating fake stories and putting them on the web. And then saying that turned the election. And Russians created websites. Russians created stories. And they duped millions and millions and millions of Americans into switching their votes. I, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a farce. It, it, it was the ultimate Hail Mary pass. And that's why you didn't hear a lot of coverage from it. Because there was nothing there. Then, the more the media focused on these hearings and the more the media reported on what these people said, the more they totally, totally understood that the low information voter would go. Where's the collusion? Where's the payoffs? Where, where, where's the meddling? Because right now you're talking about websites and articles. Fake news. So now, with the revelations that Susan Rice is the one that did the unmasking, and this is information that Devin Nunez got because he had to go not to the White House, but he had to go to a secure part of the building. To view things on the computer. To view logs. And those logs showed that Susan Rice was the person that was saying, do the unmasking. Remember, Susan Rice, she was the girl, the girl, the woman, I was going to say Patsy that ran around on all the Sunday shows and said the Benghazi attack, the attack there in Libya, was all by an internet video. And that was a lie. That was a 100% lie. She knew it. Obama knew it. Hillary Clinton knew it. Chelsea Clinton knew it. Even low-information voters knew it. A YouTube video is not going to cause an uprising in Libya to storm the consulate and murder our ambassador. Come on. Even the low-information voters were going, ah, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound... And let's not forget Susan Rice also on ABC News said Bo Bergendahl served the United States with honor and distinction and that he was simply a hostage. He was an American prisoner of war captured on the battlefield. That was a lie. We all know now that Bo Bergendahl... Was not just a soldier who was captured on the battlefield. And let's not forget, this jerk off, Susan Rice, did an interview about a week ago where she said, you know, the, the, the Trump administration and, and their lies. It's very damaging. It's, it's very damaging to our democracy and the way our lies. Susan Rice is the, is the A number one liar-in-chief. Like I said, the minute the Democrats kept going down this rabbit hole and they didn't let it lie as a tit-for-tat type of thing, The minute they went down this rabbit hole, things were going to get uncovered. Things were going to be pulled out of this rabbit hole that they were not going to be able to put back. And that's where we are right now. Things are being revealed that they're not able to cover up. CNN cannot cover it. MSNBC cannot cover it. ABC cannot cover it. But eventually, they're going to be like Rand Paul demanding that Susan Rice be brought to testify in front of the Senate. Can't ignore that when a uh, senator is demanding that Susan Rice testify in a Senate hearing. They're not going to be able to ignore it for very long. And my prediction is you will see CNN, you will see CBS, you will see NBC. Talk about this tomorrow because they will have had 24 hours to come up with talking points. They will have had 24 hours to come up with a story. How do they get out of this, how do they give Obama cover? How do they give Susan Rice cover? Mark my words. Rob Zicari, it's Rob Zicari's show. We'll be right back.
1: Yeah, uh, build a wallet, you got 10 feet high. I uh-huh. yeah. Nomination, yeah, that's just the beginning. I just want to make America great. I just want to have a Trump take on my place. Making history again, cause my daddy keeps winning. Got the nomination, yeah,
0: that's just the beginning. Build the wall, it just got ten feet. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Rob's a good job. All right, so. Uh, what's been on CNN all day? And what people have been talking about is the nuclear option. Yes, the nuclear option. And the fact that the Democrats have enough, um, well, I should refrain that. Republicans are not having enough votes to stop a Democrat filibuster. They have 52 Republican senators. Actually, I think it's 51 because I thought I heard one of the women Republicans saying she was gonna vote against uh Gorsh. I'm serious. I gotta take a look. I got I got I think it was I don't I don't want to attribute it um between Kelly, I Kelly iat is it Kelly Ayat or or, or or Lisa McCloskey? Somebody on the Republican side is not voting for Gorsh. But anyways, so uh, there's not sixty votes. So Democrats are going uh, ahead with a filibuster. And Republicans are saying, we're going to go nuclear. We're going to go nuclear. And it's always funny when you hear the whole uh, nuclear debate, because they should have always done it. They should have always done it. They should have always gone uh, this route, a uh, simple majority wins that that's how it should always be that's how it should be as it pertains to bills but it's not the, the, the listen the framers didn't uh, write in the filibuster when they created the Constitution our founding fathers didn't invent the filibuster It's always been somewhat of a gentleman's agreement. But back in 2012-2013, Harry Reid wiped that gentleman's agreement out. Back in 2012-2013, Harry Reid said, listen, Republicans are such obstructionists and you're just horrible, horrible people for now on for any appointments to the federal bench and cabinet positions only require a simple majority. I'll still I'll still make the rule, Supreme Court, but everything else is simple majority. And once Harry Reid did that, it set up where we are today. Because when Harry Reid did that, it was something that broke long standing rules long-standing agreements. And there were some people that said, Harry, don't do this. Don't do this. You are setting up a precedent. You are setting up a situation where the Republicans could do the same. But you see, that's the thing with Democrats. That's the thing with the media. They are so arrogant. They, they are so in this bubble. And remember, we've, we've, we've talked about it before. The media, the left, Democrats, progressives, they truly believe that their positions, whether it's a social position, economic position, or just in life in general, how they raise their kids, They truly believe in their heart of hearts that they are right. That how they raise their kids, how they feel socially, politically, they are as right as a human being needs oxygen to live. And they truly believe this. They truly believe this. And they believe the rest of the country is like this. People in Los Angeles believe the rest of the country is like them. And if they're not like them, they're they're effing weirdos. Or matter of fact, they don't matter. They don't matter. I've watched people like Bill Maher talk about it's not fair that california only has two senators and only has a certain amount of uh house members considering that they have you know twice three times four times five times the population of the majority of states that are in this country and how the hell is it like or country, uh, my bad. Uh, a state like Iowa has the same amount of 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 senators and the and the you know, the same amount of pull as it comes to the government as California. When California has the the, the most amount of people, it has, you know, all the innovations and the technology and has the Hollywood and it has, you know, entertainment, blah 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 blah. blah, blah. And that's how they feel. I've I've sat there and I've listened to people like Bill Maher say California and people live in California are better than people that live in Iowa. Better than people that live in Virginia. Better than people that live in Oklahoma. Better than people that live in Oregon. So as far as Harry Reid's concerned, Republicans were never going to win the White House. Sure, Democrats would continue to lose seat after seat and governorships and state legislatures, but they'll never win the White House because as long as you have New York, California in the bag, as long as you start that electoral college out with California and New York, the odds of a Democrat winning are like 75%. That's why whenever you hear the the whack jobs out here in California talking about, California's going to secede. Yeah. Never happened. Never happened. Can you imagine California seceded? They were its own country. Democrats would never, ever back the White House. I, a lot Forever. I like never. it. Never. Never. Hell would freeze over before. The only reason they've been able to pull off what they've been able to pull off is because of California and New York. That's it. That's it. You take New York and you take California out of the mix, Democrats have nothing. So whenever you look at the Electoral College and you see nothing but red, except for the left coast and the right coast. And then you go, how the hell do they win the presidency? Democrats' own arrogance has put them in a situation where Republicans are going to say, okay, nuclear option. So now, Gorsh is going to get approved so he's going to be on the Supreme Court so now you are going to have a 4-4 court Kennedy as the swing vote but Kennedy is as old as dirt Ginsburg is as old as dirt and Breyer is somewhat as old as dirt mark my words Read my lips. Before Trump's four or eight-year term is up, and let's not forget, you get Trump out of there, still don't matter. They find out Trump likes girls peeing on him. Uh, the Russians gave him millions of dollars. Whatever you want to, whatever story you want to concoct. Okay. You still got Mike Pence. You still got Republicans. And you still have the nuclear option. And read my lips Ginsburg, Kennedy, or Breyer are going to retire or die. Trump's four years are up. Ginsburg, Ginsburg was going to retire before, but she held on. Right now, do you know how pissed off Democrats are at her privately? you know how pissed off they are at her? They're sitting there telling her you should have retired during Obama's term. Why didn't you retire the start of Obama's second term? You effed us, Ruth. You, you've already beaten cancer. You're, you, you fall asleep uh, during the, the, the State of the Union addresses. Your best friend Scalia's dead you effed us because there's no way you're making it another four years. You effed us and Kennedy. Why would, why would Kennedy stay on? The rumor is he's, he's retiring the summer. That's the rumor. <laughs> why would he why would kennedy last 4 years so now all that's going to happen is you are going to have the nuclear option Gorshin is going to get approved with a 51 51 52 because a couple of democrats are. manchin's going to vote for him so he's going to he's going to get approved with like fifty five fifty five fifty six and that's it he's gonna be on the Supreme Court by the end of the month and then March April June July and then four months from now Justice Kennedy's going to retire and then guess what? Nuclear already pushed on from Gorscht Is now going to be used For Pryor Or Sykes Here's my bet Gorsh gets nominated I mean that's a foregone conclusion He's going to get the nomination He's going to be on the Supreme Court Kennedy's going to retire And in July Trump will nominate A woman to replace Kennedy And it will be Sykes Judge Sykes So Trump will kind of push back on the people because he's going to get a woman and people, again, will be hard-pressed to say, F her, F her, even though liberals do because liberals don't like conservative women or right-leading women. I mean, hell, Tina Fey did a whole big spiel over the weekend about how she basically can't forgive white college-educated women for voting for Trump, Just very upset. So, yes, you will get pushback, but it'll be tough. It'll be tough to push back on a middle-aged conservative woman who's an appeals court judge, And he's pretty damn smart. So, you know, the, the the Democrats at they they really are desperate. They really are desperate. They're they're clinging to anything. They they are desperate. They're clinging to anything because they know if you strip away. All of the charades and all of the smoke and mirrors, they've got nothing. Voters have abandoned them. And their big constituents are in Los Angeles and New York City. And that's it, man. That's it for L.A. and New York City. If you look at Hillary Clinton's vote total, and you factor in New York City and L.A., it's almost half. It's almost half. I think you're talking about 20-something million votes. You can't run a country based on two states and their two biggest cities. You strip away all the smoke and mirrors that the Democrats are doing, and you would see nothing. The Democrats are the ultimate wizard of Oz. The Democrats are the ultimate wizard of Oz. You pull back that curtain and you see nothing but failure. You see nothing but failure. You see played out old ideas. And when I mean old ideas, I mean old ideas. You see nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that's what they got. Nothing. So, Nuclear option, bring it on. Okay? Bring it on. Bring it on. Go nuclear. And from this point forward, the nuke everything. There's a hundred plus federal judges that need to have seats filled. Let's, Let's get them filled. Once we get done with Gorsh, let's get him on there, and then let's fill these 100 federal judges. Let's get this taken care of. And as you've seen what happened with Trump's executive order, what you've seen uh, going on, rather, it's bathroom laws. It's all about the court system. It's all about the court system. It's all about the court systems. See, that's the thing the Democrats have always known. It's all about the court system, and it's all about the media. You control the courts, and you control the media. You control the country. Always known that. And they know how to play dirty. They know how to play hard. See, Republicans don't. Republicans don't Republicans are weak. They've always been weak. They've always been weak. They don't know how to play hard. They don't know how to play fast. Still those idiots. Back in the colonial days that that, that want to engage in a duel. I'm mean, seriously, that's a, that's a Republican. For my honor, I will not engage as they get shot in the face. That's your effing honor, jerk off. You just lost. You got shot in the face. Tell me that a Republican would have gotten away with anything that Bill Clinton did. Never. Never. Republican wouldn't have gotten away With what Obama did Never have happened Republicans don't know how to play dirty Nasty Grimy and mean We finally got somebody in Trump But Republicans are so pissed off that he won That they just can't get on his team Because he's that guy. He's that guy that won. He's that guy. He's that football player. He's that Cam Newton. Okay? He's that guy that won and then gets in your face. He's that, that Richard Sherman. And then gets in your face and says, you suck. I beat you. Trump is that guy. So you got senators like Kane, who've never got on board... Because they're still so pissed off that Trump said you're a loser. You've been losing practically all your life. You don't even know how to win anymore, you loser. And your daughter, she's a loser. And she's unhealthy and she eats too much Cheetos. Imagine if you had half the Senate and half the House as tenacious as Trump, Democrats would be done. They would be done. Done. If half the Republicans that were in Congress now were like Trump, Democrats would be But they're not. They're not instead you get a, a little trickle, you get five or six you get five or six that are tough, the rest of them are 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 Lindsey Graham go put on your dress, you fenoke so you you nuclear option let me tell you something I'll tell you this if McConnell that turtle looking effort goes back on his word. And somehow they back down on the nuclear option. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even want to think what we would have to do. I don't even want to think what we'd have to do. Don't even want to think. So I'm not going to. We We nuke them on the Supreme Court. We nuke them on the 100-plus federal judges. We get our people in the federal judges... We get our people on the Supreme Court. We call the day. Let's move on. It's Rob Zakari. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot. That keep us safe You know they make America A better place We love the cops Of law enforcement We love the military
0: air force enforcing We love the cops Of law enforcement We love the military air force enforcing I'm in a gym, I'm in Alright we're back ladies and gentlemen Yeah I know that that ended abruptly I get it but We had to end it. That's uh, uh, Baked Alaska, Build the Wall. No, I love love our... What is it? I love our cops. All right, so North Carolina beat Gonzaga. Thought I'd throw that out there, you guys who are into the sports thing. Every once in a while, we we give a little sports shout-out. So, uh, North Carolina beats Gonzaga. I remember when I used to gamble, I would win big with Gonzaga. I would. I, I'd, I'd, I'd win big with Gonzaga. But I don't gamble anymore. I don't do that. All right, we're back. <laughs> we're back to politics. So Adam Schiff, that little scumbag, he was on uh, the other scumbag. Two scumbags, in a, two peas in a pod, two scumbags in a pod. Adam Schiff was on Hack Tapper. Over the weekend. You know how Hack Tapper does his little weekend show. That little scumbag. Ugh, I hate Hack Tapper. I do. I didn't hate him that much when he interviewed me about fifteen years ago, but I hate him now. I know that's strong, like to say you hate somebody, but I really do hate him. I I do, I hate him. He's very very smug and he's condescending. Kind of your typical liberal douche. But anyways, and of course, this has gotten downplayed because the only thing anybody wants to hear is Trump was put in the White House by the Russians. Trump was, how do you put somebody in to the White House? How do you do that? Well, what you do is you release fake news. Okay, and then what? Well, you then turn voters who would normally have voted for Hillary Clinton to vote for Trump because of fake news. Are you kidding me? That's that really it's the most asinine thing you could ever say. And you're an actually educated human being. Bizarre. I digress. But we'll get back to that. So Adam Schiff is on there. And Hack Tapper, Hack Tapper says, was there collusion? Now, don't forget, don't forget, Schiff, about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, he was on MSNBC. I don't know if it was uh, Joy Reid, who has the second worst wig next to Maxine Waters, or Chris Hayes the ultimate hipster douchebag that you just crap out of in high school for being a complete douchebag. He said, by looking at the, uh, the, 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 the paperwork and looking at uh, different readouts, and you know, he was just going on. There's more and more circumstantial evidence that, the Trump team and Trump himself colluded with the Russians. That was a narrative a couple of weeks ago. That was a big deal. Adam Schiff says, more and more, circumstantial evidence is showing collusion. And now all of a sudden, he's on Hack Tapper's show. And Hack Tapper goes, so was there collusion? And Schiff goes, I don't think we could say anything definitively at this point. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. I thought you said a couple of weeks ago that there was more and more circumstantial evidence. Now, all of a sudden you're changing your tune. And you're saying you can't definitively say there's collusion. well, I thought a couple of weeks ago there was collusion. Now there's nothing definitive to warrant collusion. So there is collusion. There's not collusion. What is it? What is it, Schiff? What is it, you little scumbag? And it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And that was Adam Schiff this weekend. You would think that would be a headline. You would think that would be a huge, huge headline. You would think the New York Times would have that plastered all over their Monday headline. Or the L.A. Times. Instead, the L.A. Times is doing a five-part story on, on why Trump is a horrible person. I live in L.A., and I hate the politics of L.A., I hate the majority of people that live in L.A. because they're hipster, liberal douchebags. But the only other two options I have if I wanted to move out of L.A. is New York and third would be Florida. So from one hipster douchebag Los Angeles California, to another hipster, douchebag, liberal state, New York, New York, to a purple. Yeah, I know Trump won it, but it's still purple. I mean, come on. We can't rely on Florida every four years. We can't rely on Florida. Florida's like that that girlfriend that some days likes you, some days doesn't. Some days wants to hang out with you, some days don't. That's Florida. We can't depend on Florida. So you would think that would be a headline. Adam Schiff. I don't think we could say anything definitively at this point. Oh, but a couple of weeks ago you did. Okay, Adam. 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 Just the name Adam is something that a 12-year-old. Seriously. Man, it's just Adam. is not. I don't know. I don't know. It's just something about it. It's just something, it's just something about it. Just something about it. All right. It's Rob's Gary, it's Rob's Scary show. We're going to close it out here. I know, I know, I know it's a little rough, but I'm still a little under the weather. And I know I'm feeling 100% better. Well, I should say 100% better. I'm getting 100% better. And I don't want to jeopardize, um, getting better I mean I'm feeling better and I don't want to be 100% not better does that make sense what you want one more you want one more did you guys see Wrestlemania last night I watched Wrestlemania I know it sounds weird coming from a 43 year old man I did I watched Wrestlemania I did I did watch Wrestlemania yes I did (laughs) <laughs> I watched WrestleMania. <laughs> I liked I liked it. It was good. All right, one more. One more. Marvel Comics has claimed that the company's recent focus on creating diverse superheroes is a driving factor behind its declining uh, comic book sales, arguing that loyal customers were turning their noses up at their efforts. Speaking at the Marvel Retailer Summit this week, David uh, Gabriel, Marvel's vice president of sales said the company, had heard that people didn't want any more diverse characters. They didn't want female characters out there, Gabriel told industry outlet ICV2. That's what we heard, whether we believe it or not. I don't know that it's really true, but that's what we saw in sales. Any character that was diverse, any character that was new. Our female characters, anything that was not a core Marvel character, people were turning their nose to. And that, of course, is on the heels of Marvel's uh, attempt to create more diverse characters, such as female Thor, female Iron Man, mixed race Spider-Man, Muslim teenage girl, t- Muslim teenage girl named uh, Kamala Khanas as the current Miss Marvel, as well as uh, appearance of a villain based on Donald Trump ba 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 uh, I guess there was a stir online, it's uh, uh, Alicia Rai, the Twitter person, said, uh, I love how Marvel thinks people are tired of adversity, now I'm tired of watching Uncle Ben die. Gabriel later clarified his position, claiming the company remained proud and excited to keep introducing unique characters that reflect new voices and new experiences in the Marvel Universe. Pair them with our new uh, iconic heroes. We've also been hearing from stores that welcome and champion our new characters. Titles want more. We've gotten both sides of the story. i See, uh, let me just a minute. You guys wanted one more. I'm giving you one more. And I've uh, talked about this ad nauseum many times before. You can't force diversity. You can't force all of these things that liberals want to force because somebody is not accepting or not willing, they are going to reject them. Okay? And you can't hearken back to some old, oh, well, we had slavery. It has nothing to do with that. You can't sit there and say, hey, right now we have five comic book movies or or five comic books that are phenomenal. Like we do huge sales, we do big numbers at the box office, but they only involve middle-aged white men. The superhero is a middle-aged white man. We need to have a young or middle-aged woman, white woman, or young, middle-aged black woman, or young, middle-aged transsexual. We need to have that. Why, Bob? Because we need diversity. Okay, but this is a business. We're not trying to create social change. We're a business. We are selling product. We need the most amount of people to buy as much product as they can. Right now, this character, Superman, is selling big. Right now, your idea to have... Biffy Malibu, transsexual superhero, is not selling. Why would we continue to keep selling something that is not selling? We're losing money. And by losing money, it's affecting our business. And by affecting our business, we are putting at risk the livelihoods of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees... That rely on us to create a product that people want to buy. See, you can't create diversity with products that people buy. In the sense of, someone doesn't want something, you can't force them to buy it. So when you hear somebody go, right now, there's five late-night talk show hosts. They're all men. Where's the diversity? Well, right now, there's no particular woman or a particular transsexual or a particular black guy or a particular Asian guy or a particular Asian girl that has more talent that the people want to watch than your social experiment. You know, it goes back to the whole women get paid more than guys. Uh, And what I mean by that is in Hollywood, uh, Jennifer Lawrence gets paid less than Bradley Cooper in the movie American Hustle. And that's not... But it is fair. Movies are based on stars. Movies are based on what draws. The person who draws. The person who puts asses in the seats. The person who sells the most licensing. The merchandise. They get the biggest paycheck. So when people were talking about that movie Mars. Or the Martian. My bad, The Martian. And they said, Matt Damon got paid three times as much as Jessica Chastain. (gasps) The movie was about Matt Damon. It was about The Martian. It was about him. Why would Jessica Chastain get paid as much as Matt Damon? The movie was about him. He's the person that put asses in the seats. So when the Marvel comic owner or president goes, Hey, our fans have spoken. Okay? When we put out the female Iron Man, guess what? The fans take a big crap at it. So we're not gonna do it anymore. To then say to Marvel, Oh, you guys have to do this in the name of diversity, that's asinine. It's ludicrous. You don't cause harm to yourself. All for a social experiment. It's not what you do. Okay? And you can't sit there and go, well, what if people felt that way about slavery? It has nothing to do with slavery. It's not a social experiment. You have a human being. Black, doesn't matter if they're white, doesn't matter if they're Asian, doesn't matter what they are. They're human being. And all human beings, United States Americans, human beings, citizens of this country, have a right to human rights, voting. When you're talking about creating a product, a commercial, a marketing product that you need people to buy, there is no social experiment hey, we're going to make a Chinese superhero. Here it goes. And it sells five copies. And it just costs you $2 million in production and advertising. You don't keep up with that all based on a bunch of h- in Los Angeles. are so like, you got to do this. You got to do it for diversity. No. This is business. It's business. That's why it doesn't work. You can't force this in business. You know, when people go, you know, there's not enough tranny as the lead characters. There's not enough black women in these roles. Do you ever think, just like Marvel said, that they do these things? Like, you don't listen. As far as the commercial world goes, business. As far as they, don't care, they don't care if it's a homamphrodite. They don't care if it's a half black, half asian, half man, woman. If that thing sold and made money, they would market it. If it doesn't make money, they're not going to market it. They're not going to make movies about it. They're not going to sell it. Real simple. Real simple. So when the president of Marvel goes, listen, we made female Thor. We made mixed rice Spider-Man. We made the Muslim teenage girl Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. And guess what? They sold like crap. Okay, the comic book people don't want an experiment in social engineering. Care. That's why the whole concept of diversity for diversity's sake. Doesn't work. It's like forcing a football team to hire a coach who's black because he's black, and that's the only reason he's hired, not if he's good. That's ludicrous. It's ludicrous to hire anybody based on sex, race, or any experiment involving social. Uh, a justice, any of that. It's ludicrous. It's Rob Zaccari Show. Now we're done, you sons of bitches. Follow us at The Rob Zaccari Show. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on iTunes. You guys are the best. You guys are the greatest. We'll see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be strong. Be proud.